Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decision live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. It's uh been a heck of a week, folks. Let me tell you, I just I'm just trying to be caught up with everything that's been going on. It's just been absolutely mind boggling. Um I know there's been some questions as to am I going to be able to take uh calls from people listening um right now i'm still having some issues working that technology out and you know when you have oh well work 10 hour days and then you know you have life to live at home it's it's kind of hard to get on here and play around try to get some of the stuff figured out and i thought i had it thought i had it figured out but it just caused a whole lot of buzzing in the system, and I don't think anyone wants to listen to that for an hour of Ugh. things that make you want to blow your brains out. Uh, what's up, Kim? What's up, Steve? Welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Glad you're all in the chat box hanging out. So, one of the Big things been going on for the last week. Uh, hearing a lot from mayors and governors talking about you don't have a right to this. <laughs> things that make you want to blow my brains out. Can we start? Can we start the hashtag? Absolutely. Oh, Alyssa, welcome to the show. Glad you are joining us. Sean, I see you are also in the in the room, too. It's awesome. Good to see you here. So, as I was saying, everything's been going on here with governors and all kinds of craziness. Is governors and mayors coming out and acting like they get to... They get to control everything about our lives, acting like, well, we're doing this for you. It's for your safety. It's for your own good. Um, well, unfortunately, in life, we're not guaranteed to be safe. We don't need a we don't need a messianic government to come in and protect us all from everything that could do us harm um right now the biggest thing is a a stupid virus in the early 1900s you had the teetotalers you know you had the temperance movement that led to the volstead act better known as prohibition all because of that evil evil alcohol Right now, we have government leaders telling us what we can and cannot do as far as living our lives. You can't own a business. Um, last week, a Dallas salon owner was jailed for contempt of court because she had the audacity to go against the state orders and open her salon. And then when issued a cease and desist, she tore it up. Well, she was arrested, and she was taken to court, and the magnanimous judge was more than willing to let her go with just a fine if she would just apologize. As Steve says, thank God Kevin Costner protects us during that prohibition mess. Well, the, the judge was so butthurt. 
that someone would have the audacity to want to stand up to the government for their freedoms. And then he had the temerity, nay, the testicular fortitude, to look this woman in the eye via Zoom and tell her if she felt this was wrong, she should get a lawyer to advocate for change. Now, Judge Moyer is a black man, and I, I just couldn't help but wonder, Judge Moyer, would you have looked at Rosa Parks and told her, no, 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 move to the back of the bus. If you don't like Plessy versus Ferguson, don't do this. Get a lawyer and litigate it in the courts. Would you have told Reverend Brown, local preacher in Topeka, Kansas, don't enroll your daughter in this white school. Just get a judge or just get a lawyer and have it litigated in the courts and change it if you don't like it. Would he have told Martin Luther King Jr.? No, 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 no. You and all your friends over here, don't you march across that bridge over in Selma. Don't do it. Just get a lawyer. See, civil disobedience has an amazing effect. It's the imagery. And watching the, uh, the blue check conservatives lose their minds about how, uh, how the, the hairstylist in Dallas, oh my God, how dare she? Like, wait, aren't you for the side that stands up against government abuse and government overreach? Eric Erickson, why are you why are you being the foil here? Why are you saying that we're wrong for holding her up and go, this is what you do. You don't make a scene. You say, no, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. And you stand your ground. How is it how is it people on what is considered what we used to consider on the conservative side. Just bending over and letting the government run roughshod over us. We, we, they chastise people like us when we get upset that governors like J.B. Pillsbury Doughboy Pritzker in Illinois sits in his high-rise in Chicago, not even in Springfield, in Chicago. He sits in his high-rise, and he says, well, you know, churches, they might not be meeting for another year. Could be 18 months, because I'm not going to allow it until there is a vaccine. What the hell? Who are you, Governor Fatass, to sit and tell the good people of your state, people who live way out from Chicago and the Chicago metro area? Because guess what, J.B. Pritzker? If you go far enough west on 80 and you get out past Joliet, there's a stuff out there. It's called farmland. There's lots of corn grown out there. You go far enough south. You you go to the areas around Bloomington uh, and Urbana-Champaign. You go down around those areas. You find lots of rural places where people are spread out and not stacked on top of each other. Lori Lightfoot, Chicago mayor, telling people that if you meet together and you have parties... We're going to treat you like criminals. I'm sorry, whatever happened to a First Amendment right to assemble peaceably? How about you worry about, you not worry about the people who are gathering peacefully and trying to be neighborly, trying to lift each other's spirits in this time of want and woe? 
And you go after the actual criminals. You go after the people in South Chicago who don't give a damn about the law and are raising your gun violence rates because they're still going out and shooting each other every damn day. Why don't you do that? Why uh, Governor Whitmer in Michigan when a coordinated, a coordinated with the government protest is set up at the Capitol. Yeah, you had two knuckleheads with Confederate flags. Out of, a, what, a thousand people? You take those two knuckleheads and you say, Oh, this was the most racist and, and white supremacist thing I've, I've, I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's so scary. Oh, shut up. They were peacefully assembled you have you have new york mayor warren wilhelm the third oh I'm, I'm sorry for those of you who don't know warren wilhelm the third is better known as mayor bill de blasio he changed his name from what wilhelm just said because that sounds so pretentious yeah to hey it's bill de blasio the guy from brooklyn you know bill he came from that italian working family And Bill de Blasio saying, protests are banned? Excuse me? I, I, I know you support the commie Sandinistas down in Nicaragua. But you're not in Nicaragua. You're in the United States. You're in New York City. One of the first capitals of the United States of America. And you're telling the American people, the New Yorkers, that they can't gather together and protest your dumb, idiotic butt? Because why? Because you are you and Governor Cuomo are presiding over the worst health tragedy to strike the United States in a hundred plus years. Who the hell are you, Mayor? To tell people that they do not have a right to engage in their constitutional rights. Yet you will drive across the city from your mayor's palace to a random park in Brooklyn to go for a walk with your wife. And then you get butthurt that people call you out for it. You're the guy who says, "Yeah, we're going to get, we're going to close the gyms uh, tonight at eight. That way, I've got time to go get one last workout in before they're closed down." You are an absolute hypocrite, an absolute trash human being, and I mean that. It doesn't matter what what you have behind your last name. Uh, the governor of Idaho is being equally, absolutely garbage. A supposed Republican, a supposed conservative, who has absolutely zero issues letting the weight of government come down on the people of his state, arresting, um, having, allowing a mom to be arrested because she took her kid to the park to play. I I'm waiting for everyone in my area to freak out because we've had the, uh, in Laclede County, Missouri, the county that I work in, right next door to where I live, all this crap started what? In seven weeks ago was when the numbers really started just absolutely taking off about seven weeks ago. We've had our first two confirmed cases in Laclede County, Missouri in the last two days. What's going on? Why are we so freaked the hell out over everything? Rural counties are slow to slow to start picking it up. You look at urban counties 
St. Louis City, St. Louis County, St. Charles County. Uh, you go to the western side of the state around Kansas City, Springfield, Columbia. Over, I think, close to 60% of COVID-19 cases in Missouri are from those areas alone. You get outside those areas, you, you might have a county with at most 50 or 60 cases. But the entire state had to deal with lockdown orders from a conservative governor. Now, you have Facebook. You have YouTube. And other areas of big tech coming out and saying that, well, you know what? If, if you're speaking anything that goes against the World Health Organization, oh my gosh, the World Health Organization. Speak anything that goes against what they say, against recommendations that they might make, YouTube will take down your content. Like those two doctors from California who've been treating thousands of cases in their urgent care clinics. They see it every day. They can give imperial data because it's right there. They have it at their hands. They have it in their own records. They put a, they have a video of their press conference. And as a press conference that wasn't exactly friendly to them. It wasn't the most adversarial press conference. It wasn't a Donald Trump press conference. But there were some very pointed questions being asked to them, and they could answer it because they had the data. They see it. It's not anecdotal. Well, you know, I heard. No, they can, they can look through the records and they go, well, we've, been, we've tested this many people. This many people tested positive. Here's some of the background information on how they were living. What were they doing to uh, keep all their stuff going? Or, you know, were they getting out in the community a lot? Were they staying home? Was only one person going out and then bringing it in and infecting the entire family? They can look at the records and see it. Oh, no, no, but you're, it wasn't peer-reviewed. So, therefore, it's not absolute truth. So, we're taking it down. Really, YouTube? You would think one of the greatest expanders of people being able to spread information, people being able to spread ideas, people being able to spread entertainment, stupid people doing dumb things and getting hurt for the enjoyment of others. You would think they would be more than willing to let an opposing view be heard. But they don't. Uh, now, the UN has they're coming out and asking for a bigger crackdown on free speech. This is an AP article. Headline, UN chief says pandemic is unleashing a tsunami of hate. This is a the story from a day ago. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said Friday the coronavirus pandemic keeps unleashing quote a tsunami of hate and xenophobia, scapegoating, and scaremongering, end quote, and appealed for an all-out effort to end hate speech globally. Really? Because we can point to where it came from and say it came from China? China shut down travel from Wuhan within the country. You could not leave Wuhan. You couldn't fly to Shanghai. You couldn't fly to Beijing. You couldn't fly to wherever you wanted in the country. But you know what? You go to Wuhan International Airport, you can fly to Europe, you can fly to the United States. You point that out, oh, you're xenophobic, you're just a hater. You're a hateful hate monger who hates, mongering your hate everywhere. But no, it's not hate mongering to point out facts. These are things China did. 
they told the World Health Organization, oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't spread from person to person. You can't have interpersonal, you know, you can have all the interpersonal contact you want. It's not going to jump from person to person. Knowing damn well it was a lie. And then the World Health Organization, you know, whose director, a known communist, a guy who once, you know, downplayed a cholera, cholera outbreak in Ethiopia, where he was a health minister at the time. I said, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not cholera. It's, these people are, are having, they're just, it's acute, watery diarrhea. That's what's killing them. Then outside aid goes in and tests them, and damn, it's cholera. Huh. Crazy. Ah, Scuba Steve says, oh, come on, Tyler. You know you just want people to die. You know, and that's the worst part about all of this. When when you start talking about how, you know, when the overwhelming majority of people who are getting sick and dying of this are in long-term care facilities. They're in nursing homes. You have people like Andrew Cuomo who says, oh, these nursing homes, uh, you can't discriminate. If you have a patient who, if you have a patient who goes and gets treatment, they test positive for COVID-19, you have to let them back in. When is Andrew Cuomo and his, I apologize, there's a dog being worked up in the other room. Um, when is Andrew Cuomo, when's he going to get charged for crimes against humanity? When is he going to get charged with elderly genocide? Because he knew perfectly well how this crap was being spread. He knew what the data was. He could easily find the uh, the Hong Kong study about why why did the SARS epidemic take off for a second time in in Canada? And it, this is a peer reviewed study, so you know it's got to be good. It was widely available. He could look and say that oh, it likes climate controlled, low humidity environments, like nursing homes. And then you take one person presumed to have COVID-19 or is confirmed to have COVID-19. You stick them in a nursing home. And suddenly you're killing off 50-60% of the population of that nursing home. That's patients, residents of the nursing home, and staff as well. Uh, 7% of nursing home staff or 7% of nursing home deaths in the state of New York were staff, administrators, nurses, orderlies. When is Andrew Cuomo going to be held accountable for being the person who made the decision that we don't care? You're putting them, you're taking these sick patients and you're putting them in there with otherwise healthy patients. Yes, they may have comorbidities. But we're going to take someone with a known disease that kills old people and stick them in with the old people. That's like taking the rotting apple and throwing it in the barrel with the rest of the apples, knowing perfectly well it's going to cause the rest of the apples to rot. But again, you point stuff like this out. UN says you should be cracked down because oh, that's just hate speech. How dare you? Guterres said migrants and refugees, quote, have been vilified as a source of the virus and then denied access to medical treatment, end quote. Oh, I'm sorry, where? Certainly not in the United States. I haven't seen anything about illegal immigrants we, we think they may have COVID-19, so we're not going to treat them. 
with older persons among the most vulnerable, contemptible memes have emerged suggesting they are also the most expendable. And journalists, whistleblowers, health professionals, aid workers, and human rights defenders are being targeted simply for doing their jobs. Where? I'm sorry, in the Western world? Italy, you had, you had the Italian Air Force doing flyovers, dumping green, white, and red smoke in the, you know, in the pattern of the Italian flag as a tribute to its healthcare workers. Uh, just yesterday, here in Missouri, we had B-2 stealth bombers from Whiteman Air Force Base do a flyover of some of the some of the bigger metro areas as a tribute to healthcare and other frontline workers who are most likely to be most likely to become a victim of this because they're treating it every day. Here in the United States, we keep seeing all of these tributes you, you have parades, you have celebrities who go and they buy 200 meals at a local restaurant and donate it to the healthcare staff at a hospital. Eminem, as much as I really don't like him as a human being, to help a Detroit hospital, bought 200 spaghetti dinners and donated Then, you know, it's a little throwback to uh, the movie Eight Mile. They all had stickers on it. It said Mom's Spaghetti. You get it from the, uh, from the song uh, Lose Yourself. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that people look at what's going on. Oh, look at all the hate. Look at all of this hate that's going on. And you hear, oh, you just want old people to die. I'm sorry. Find a better line of demagoguery than that. How many other ways can you say, oh, you just want people to die? How many things can we know who really wants people to die? Pro-abortion liberals. They want people to die every day at the hands of Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. They talk about, oh, if, we, if it just saves one life, okay, if it saves one life, end abortion. How many thousands of lives a day would be saved if we ended that abomination? It's just, these people make absolutely no sense, and it just drives me absolute, absolutely bat-crap crazy. And been seeing this all week long. And it's, it just bottles up. And so I know I spent the last half hour really not interacting a whole lot with the chat box. And it looks like there's been some healthy discussion going on in there. I just, they said, this is stuff that's been eating at me all damn week. Every day, it's something new. Fortunately, there, there are some situations that are being rectified. Um, that salon owner in Dallas, she was released, you know, pending a uh, writ of habeas corpus review at the uh, Texas State Supreme Court. Although she should have never been jailed, period, end of story. I mean, Governor Abbott, he did go back and, you know, amend his executive order, his dictatorial fiat, if you may, to where, oh, well, if you violate the uh, the stay-at-home order, you can't go to jail. You can face, face a civil penalty, but you can't go to jail over it. Well, that really doesn't do a whole lot of good there. I mean, you still had the 
two people in Laredo who were arrested for and jailed for running a black market nail salon out of their basement via sting operation because because some nosy Karen got mad that probably couldn't they probably wouldn't see her to do her nails. So okay, you can't get me in. I got you. I got your nail salon. And you have people snitching on their neighbors. For what reason? I mean that nails or the that hairstylist in uh Dallas, she was turned in by the owner of the dog grooming business two doors down. For what reason other than oh my god, I have to do something because she's going to spread the illness all over. Please get off your high damn horse. I will take a quick break. Be right back just after this. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. All right, getting back into it. Um, first of all, as I'd like to say, Relentless Daring is brought to you by my good friend Zach down at uh, Cedar Hill Woodworking in Coppers Cove, Texas. Uh, if you're into D&D and Warhammer 40K and stuff like that, he does some really neat woodworking stuff. Uh, he, has, he has a laser engraver, so he... He can make the different, uh, like the dice towers and stuff like that. And then, you know, laser engraved custom designs on it. He has a 3D printer. So if you're like, if you're into building the terrain models and terrain kits for, you know, for your tabletop games, you know, you can get the little monsters. They're, you know, 3D printed and you can paint them up. He makes paint, ta- uh, like paint racks. You can put all your model paints in. It's really neat stuff. I uh, go to Etsy.com and search Cedar Hill Woodworking, all one word, and you know, check out his stuff there. It's been absolutely great, uh, great help for the show, and just you know, send some love his way. He does. It's great for him to want back to show like this. Great guy, great business. at Cedar Hill Woodworking. Check it out at Etsy.com. And also, also tonight's episode is brought to you. By Murder Hornet 2020. Yes, that's right. Murder Hornet 2020. The one candidate, the true reform candidate, who just wants to make the economy buzz again. Uh, If you want to support Murder Hornet 2020, uh, go to RelentlessDaring.com. Go go over to the merchandise area, and you can get your... uh, Murder Hornet 2020, it's, you know, a variety of colors. And it says Murder Hornet 2020, make the economy buzz again. has a picture of the Hornet right there on the front of the shirt. It's awesome. So, like I said, and uh, Murder Hornet, uh, I discussed this with one Andrew Heaton. And apparently Murder Murder Hornet 2020 has been endorsed by Bigfoot for Congress. So... That's uh, absolutely great. You don't get a better endorsement than Bigfoot for Congress. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, any functional adult 2020? I want the murder hornets. I'm sorry. Um, I had a friend on Facebook ask about uh, what what the platform was before this immediately ridiculed uh, the, the platform. And I was like, so I got a quote from Murder Hornet. Uh, his platform consists of, quote, 
buzz, 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 sting, buzz, buzz, end quote. I mean, who doesn't want a politician who will, who won't, who wants a politician who won't lie to your face, tell you, I want to do all these things and not do it. Right there shows you Murder Hornet stands by his word. So Murder Hornet, Murder Hornet 2020, keep the economy buzzing. Paid for by Murder Hornet 2020 for president. All right, so uh, one of the things I mentioned was that um, in a absolute shocking news that you want you want to talk about a Friday news dump. This is actually a Thursday news dump because on Thursday the Supreme Court did something absolutely insane. They made a unanimous decision. Uh, this is a Daily Caller article headline. Encouraging illegal aliens to remain in the U.S. is a crime, Supreme Court rules. Oh, no, Alyssa, I'm not lying to you. I'm reading the news right now. Kim says as long as the murder horn doesn't go near praying mantis, well, they'll have secret service if he gets elected. It will be fine. I'm sure they will stomp every, you know, camel spider or praying mantis that gets anywhere near, or swarms of bees that get anywhere near the murder hornet. So, uh, this article from, article from Daily Caller, the Supreme Court unanimously upheld a federal statute that forbids encouraging illegal aliens to remain in the U.S. unlawfully in a decision Thursday. The Supreme Court justice voided an earlier decision by the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, which had ruled that the federal anti-harboring statute was unconstitutional on the grounds that violated First Amendment by restricting free speech. I'm going to pause here because there's things that we know in regarding the First Amendment. Alyssa would like to see a camel spider versus a murder hornet. That would be a heck of a fight. But, um, so we know there's certain things the First Amendment does not, does not protect. If you go into a movie theater and shout fire, not cry wolf, I'm not Nancy Pelosi, I do not cry wolf in a crowded theater. But if you shout fire in a crowded theater and people get up and run out, someone gets hurt, well, I've got the right to say what I want. Well, no, because you just incited mass hysteria and it caused a per caused a five year old to get trampled to death. Freedom First Amendment does not cover that speech. First Amendment covers abhorrent dissenting speech. So when when you see that KKK rally out there and they're espousing their nasty garbage about you know how whites are good blacks are bad and we should enslave them all again that's protected as filthy and disgusting as it is to hear that is their right now if they were to incite a mob to engage in a lynching then everyone shouting the despicableness would then be able to be charged with inciting a riot because inciting riots is not free speech. So, basically, uh, was it that 16-year-old girl who got charged with manslaughter because she kept texting her boyfriend who was suicidal and telling him, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, till he did? Well, it's freedom of speech. Well, no, she kept telling her suicidal boyfriend to kill himself until he did. So she's she incited his act of self-harm. Her depraved indifference. And her constant repeating it over and over again. 
caused this to happen. So, in the case of, you know, a governor saying, oh, no, 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 illegal aliens don't have to leave here. In fact, you know, we're going to start a sanctuary, telling them they're free to stay and and not have to worry about being thrown out. Oh, well, we're not, that's been ruled that, no, that is not constitutionally protected speech. Uh, the ruling by the nation's highest court Thursday upholds the law. The Supreme Court not only vacated the appeals court's decision, but also criticized the judges for drastically straying from judicial norms. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a liberal stalwart of the bench, wrote the high court's opinion. I'm let this sink in for a second. A unanimous decision by the Supreme Court and the opinion is written by none other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I I, I think the only way it would be more shocking is if it was read if it was written by Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who is even further left than RBG is. Scuba <laughs> Steve says, yeah, RBG wrote the opinion. Sure. Uh, part of her opinion reads, quote, the appeals panel departed so drastically from the principle of party presentation as to constitute an abuse of discretion. Ginsburg wrote and later stated that, quote, a court is not hidebound by the precise arguments of counsel, but the Ninth Circuit's radical transformation of this case goes well beyond the pale. So th- this decision brings to a close a court battle that lasted roughly 10 years. She can, well, Alyssa asks, can she, she can still write? Well, they have these wonderful programs on computers. If she just has, if she has a clerk who can, you know, you know, hold the microphone for her and then push the record button, it will, uh, you know, it can dictate it and it just writes it out. And they have some really good ones that, you know, as opposed to whatever you know, Google Home or other device that I'm not going to say because I don't want to get things talking to me either in here or in the other room. You know, that seem to regularly misunderstand you because, you know, I have an Apple Watch and there's times at work where I can't pull my phone out and shoot a text in reply, but I can do a text and do a speech to text thing and I have to delete it four or five times before finally records the right one. But, yeah, so this decision brings to a close a court battle that has lasted roughly 10 years. Uh, Grand jury indicted California immigration consultant Evelyn Sinning. I'm just going to skip the first half of her hyphenated name, Evelyn Smith, in 2010 for multiple violations of anti-harboring laws, which make it a felony to encourage or induce an alien to come to enter or reside in the United States knowing or in reckless disregard of the fact that such coming to entry or residence is or will be in violation of the law I wonder how many uh, congressmen senators presidents wonder how many of them should be prosecuted under this law, Barack Obama. Unpronounceable first half of the last name Smith encouraged illegal alien clients to apply for certification that would allow them to remain legally in the country despite them not qualifying for the certification, according to the indictment. She would charge her clients a fee for this service and allegedly made millions off the scheme. Okay, I... Obviously hadn't read this, and if you heard a loud thump, that would be my phone bouncing off my desk. 
illegal immigration is wrong. But what could be more wrong than taking advantage of destitute people who admittedly risked a lot to come here you know, they left family back in their country of origin. <laughs> Alyssa says, excuse me, Tyler, we don't throw things here. Behave. Hey, it's my phone, and it was a whole three inches it dropped to the desk. So, <laughs> take that. But, the, but, you know, you have people who, you know, I can empathize with if I was told that I had to not do my job because of this virus, I'd be finding some way to make money, take care of my family. You have people in Central America and Asia, uh, parts of Africa and Europe. They can't afford to come here the legal way. They can't wait to see if maybe they get a diversity visa. Because they lack the education to get, you know, certain types of work visas. So they come here illegally. They sneak in. And then you have people like this lady. Who then encourages them to come to her and then, oh, well, I'm going to do this to, you know, get you a certificate, a forged certificate to allow you to stay here. And it's only going to cost you. That's. Now that is sick. Taking advantage of poor destitute people. Again. I can sympathize with why. People come here illegally. They're in a. They're in a situation where. You know. They're. Uh. The legitimate refugees, but they can't get approved through the refugee process. So they come up here and they sneak, they go to a port of entry and claim asylum, and they get they get released, waiting their uh, hearing date, and then they just fall off the map. You know, a million and one reasons to come here. And be willing to put your life at risk in the process. And then some moose knuckle wants to take advantage of the fact that you've used every last dime that you have to get here. And they're going to turn around and take even more from you. I mean, that's... I think that's far more dis- that's that's possibly the most despicable thing of all of it aside from you know traffickers using the situation to you know do horrible things to people but yeah it says she earned more than 3.3 million dollars off her clients and it challenged the decision what's your nut Argued that the law violated her right to free speech. I I would love I would love to find her argument. I'd love to find her argument about how, oh, I have the right to say come to come here and break the law, and that way I can make lots of money off of you. And it challenged her decision. Blah blah blah. Let's not argue violate her right to free speech. Ninth Circuit reversed her conviction, finding that the entire law was invalid as an overbroad restriction of speech. The Ninth Circuit's reversal, however, was not based on arguments presented by her defense, but by third-party arguments submitted to the panel of judges. The Supreme Court ruled that the Ninth Circuit overstepped its authority by injecting an argument not made by the defendant herself. The decision ultimately reaffirms that parties not the courts, 
shape issues in a court case. Case is now to be sent back to the Ninth Circus, quote, for reconsideration, bearing a fair resemblance to the case shaped by parties, end quote. Decision was hailed by immigration hawks, of course. Uh, Dale Wilcox, executive director of general and general counsel of Immigration Reform Law Institute, said in a statement, we applaud the court's well-reasoned decision. Unfortunately, the court did not have to did not have to reach the issue of whether this important statute is unconstitutional, but did keep the law in place when and if the overbreath issue is brought up properly by a defendant in the future, we will be there. Again, this is a daily caller, so points of personal privilege. Don't use gendered language. I will use all the gendered language I want. It's my podcast. So, meh. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, this week has been... Oh, yes, and my one last thing. Uh, They're talking to Alyssa. Well, so, again, uh, back to the whole coronavirus thing and the absolute fear. Uh, This is... Article from three days ago on Military Times. I really wish I was had a screen cap going of this chat box so I'd go back and watch it later. This apparently got pretty heated with uh, Alyssa yelling at people in the chat box. Oh my gosh. Calm down. So. Oh no no no! These are these are not military. Yeah, military crimes. Um. So apparently, if you had coronavirus and recovered and choose to enlist, yeah, you're now barred from enlistment. Headline: Coronavirus survivors banned from joining the military. As the Defense Department negotiates its way through the coronavirus pandemic and its fallout, MEPS. Military entrance processing stations are working with new guidelines when it comes to bringing COVID-19 survivors into the services. A past COVID-19 diagnosis is a no-go for processing, according to a recently released MEP Military Entrance Processing Command memo circulating on Twitter. Quote, during the medical history interview or examination, a history of COVID-19 confirmed by either laboratory test or clinician diagnosis is permanently disqualifying. Why? Mm. Lissa says there are no crimes in the military. Well, and well, allegedly there are no crimes, but military military crimes that he was referring to was the nickname for the ever popular Military Times. Yeah, Steve, Scuba Steve is dropping a great big WTF on their barred from service. Yeah, I, I, it's dumb because it's a virus. I mean, this is a pending lawsuit waiting because you know, the memo is authentic. Pentagon spokeswoman Jessica Maxwell confirmed Military Times. Specifically, it lays out guidelines for MEP staff to deal with potential as well as confirmed coronavirus cases. That starts with screening at all MEPs, which include taking a temperature and answering questions about symptoms and potential contact. As we, we have a shortage of good people coming into the military. So now you're going to take someone who, aside from having, oh, pardon me, a really bad flu and recovered from it, Going to say they can no longer serve? Yeah, this is a, a. You could be shutting the door on, I don't know, millions of potential recruits. Because why? Because the Pentagon is scared that, you know, they might have soldiers who are already immune to the illness. Well, I. 
it doesn't even give any rationale behind the ban. It just says, hey, yeah, we're not going to allow it. Um, Maxwell declined to explain why a coronavirus diagnosis would be permanently disqualifying compared to other viral, non-chronic illnesses that do not preclude military service. Yeah, so there, I think, again, it goes down to what all of this has been about from the get-go. Fear and panic leading to bad decisions. I'm hoping the Pentagon removes their head from their collective fourth point of contact over the, over this, uh, oh, you, you had the coronavirus? Bar for re-enlistment. Or bar from enlistment. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I want them to change their minds on it because it's ridiculous. Why in the world should they bar a kid who, I don't know, he grew up in a crappy part of insert random inner city urban area and he's trying to get away from crime and from ending up in a, living a thug life. But, oh, you had coronavirus. Yeah, go back to, go back to inner city Baltimore. You, you, you're, not, you're not cut out for the military because you got sick. Thank you, thank you, United States military, for shooting yourselves in the collective foot yet again. All right, so that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, Again, thank you all who are tuned in live and listening on podbean.com or the Podbean app. Um, Again, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting uh, app, website, whatever it may be, well, more specifically, if you're listening to it on Apple, on the Apple Podcast, I ask that you do four easy things. Number one, I want you to subscribe. You subscribe, it comes to you automatically sometime between now and tomorrow when I post the podcast. And I publish it on Podbean. And then it eventually filters down to the Apples and the Stitchers, the Spotify's and all the other places I put it. Um, number two, rate it. Just jump on there, give it the five-star rating, and it will, uh, you know, again... The more five-star ratings, the more it reaches out, the algorithms causes it to reach out to find more people like you. And then after you do that, number three, I need you to leave a review. Write something nice. That way when it pops up in somebody's suggested podcast list, they can go click on it, check it out, and they can read the reviews and, oh, well, it says I might like this one, and Apparently, the people who listen to it like it, so I'll give it a shot. And the last thing you can do, number four, share the podcast. Send it to a friend who you think will will find what I have to say interesting, and you know they'll they'll agree with it. Or you can just annoy your liberal friend and send it to them. I love hate and discontent, and we are a happy amalgamation of miscreates, vandals, and ne'er-do-wells, and hate and discontent is what we do best. Again, thank you all for listening so very much. Uh, Don't forget to go to RelentlessDaring.com at the top of the page, and at the bottom of the page you will see a donate button. All of this is funded by listeners like you. Go to that donate, click that donate button. You can do a one-time donation, or you can set up a recurring monthly donation. Again, this is all stuff that goes to keeping this on the air, improving everything to make the make the experience better for you all. And yeah, there may be some ego inflating on my end of it because A, people like me, they're giving me their hard-earned money. But again, it goes back to service to serving you. So 
again, thank you all. Thank you all so very much for tuning in and listening. Also, be sure to buy the merch. Again, you buy merch, I get money, it goes into podcast. You're you're not paying for any fancy vacations or fancy cars yet. Again, it's all going to keeping this thing floating. Maybe one day I'll be able to do this full time. One day. A boy can dream. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. And as always, stay relentless. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.